From the remnants of Janus City comes a broadcast that will shake the Empire to its core. Rogue One Radio will discuss all things Star Wars and all things in the nerd culture in and out of the galaxy far, far away. How you doing, DJ? Or oh, uh, should I call you Mr. Elliot? <laughs> Hush. Oh. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, it's it's going good, going good. Uh, uh, I think the wind has finally died down. The the overcast skies have cleared. Uh, so yeah, um, fun and excitement. Ready to talk about this Rogues Gallery. Cool stuff. All right. Well, uh, if you're just tuning in, this is Rogue One Radio. We're at episode number 77. And as you mentioned, we're going to be talking about the Rogue's Gallery of Batman. That is his um, villains. And start things off. Who we got in the chat? We got, oh, look, Rogue One Radio's in the chat. Now, um, Megan's in the chat. How you doing, Megan? Hello. Uh, Backyard Hardest is in the chat. How you doing? Hello, Nick. And Kelly's in the chat. I think she's modding for us tonight, as well as her uh, other half, Chris, a.k.a. Dragon Buddy. And Spencer is in the chat with us. And then also we have Chantel with us. So welcome, everybody, to the chat. Uh, I am one-third... Uh, of your host team, Steve, and with me is DJ. And coming along at some point will be Nicole, hopefully. Um, so, um, what have you been up to this week, DJ? Oh, man, this week. Um, let's see. Today I had uh, three work meetings, uh, and that was pretty much my day uh, after that. Um, you know, uh, you work a eight, nine-hour day, and Seven and a half hours are in meetings and not a whole lot of time for work to get done. But that's all right. That's what I signed up for. Uh, and I guess that's why they kind of pay me sort of the big bucks. Not really. But um, but yeah, um, uh, started watching uh, the uh, Daredevil show uh, again uh, from oh, yeah. uh, now on uh, Disney Plus. Um, and... Uh, I ha- did start playing a new video game. Well, uh, an updated video game, uh, WWE 2K. Um, oh, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. They made a lot of, uh, improvements in this update. So, uh, very excited about that. Um, and, uh, watching some basketball as well with the, uh, March Madness tournament going around, uh, that, uh, the second round really hosed me as far as my, percentage um now only 
about 65% where I was running almost 80. So, but that's all right. It's all for fun. What about you? What have you been up to? Never, never really been into the basketball thing, but um, let's see. Still trying to get things together for moving, which is happening in like two months. Like we leave mid-May and it's already, you know, what, like the 20, what is today anyway? Uh, 23rd. 23rd. Good Lord. Yeah, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be behind. I don't think we're leaving in mid-May. <laughs> um Anyway, but uh, let's see. Video games. Um, still oh, just playing Cyberpunk. 20, 22nd, sorry. 22nd. Okay. Very good. Still just playing Cyberpunk. Um, kind of obsessed with that. Um, I've been trying to catch up on some comic book reading. The uh, volume five of Batman just came out last week. That is the Fear State story arc. Uh, I haven't started that because I'm still behind on some other things I'm reading. Um, and I'm still like, I had to renew my uh, borrow, like, like I, I borrowed uh, Thrawn Alliances from the library and, and I had to renew it because I'm still only like halfway through it. I'm, it's taken me forever to get through that book. Um, what else is going on? What else is going on? Um, I started yet another rewatch of Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Good show. Good show. Just love, just love that show. Yeah. Um, I think I'm in, I'm somewhere in season two now. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, I didn't, I did not go see Batman again. Uh, but I, I've seen it three times, so I'll, I'll, I'll probably go see it again before everything's said and done. Uh, I did go to the movies, um, Friday though. I actually ended up going by myself cause nobody else wanted to see the movie I went to go see. Um, I actually went to go see, uh, Belfast, which I wanted to see like when I heard about it and I was like, man, I want to go see that. And, and then eventually I think, I think, uh, it was not in the theater, at least not here. Uh, and then it popped up for one showing again near me. Um, and then, so I went and I went and saw it uh, Friday, and it was good. You know, it's not really the type of movie I normally go see, but I enjoyed it. By the way, Nicole's with us. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about what we've been over this week. I went like I, I, we were talking about a movie that I went and saw by myself on Friday because nobody wanted to go see it with me. Um, and it was it's Belfast. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think. I think it's one of those like Oscar type movies. Which movie? Belfast. Oh, it is. It's up for a couple Oscars, which is coming yeah. up this Sunday. So, so I enjoyed it. It, it, it was good. Um Definitely not the like I was saying type of movie I normally go see, but um, it's kind of set in that you know historical period, and I'm kind of a history nerd, so I wanted to go see it, and it was it was good. I'm, I'm all for nerdum. I probably wouldn't go to the theater and see it again, but uh, it, it once you know if it came out on HBO Max or something, I'd probably watch it. 
Um, speaking of, let's see, what do we got here? We got some, do we have any additions in the chat? Cat is in the chat. Yes. Welcome, Cat. Thank you for joining us. Uh, everybody else, I don't think, I think that's the only new one since we last talked. Um, so what have you been up to, uh, this week, Lillian? Well, of course, Lillian and Rose, we will figure out who she is if you don't already know in the chat. In fact, I'm eating, Donnie, a particular dress, a very particular dress that if you can see, there's little bats and there's ivy on it. So I'm actually I'm wearing the Huntress, aren't you? I'm what? The Huntress. Which I don't mean to wear, but this particular dress I actually wore to a wedding. Uh, because it was actually a uh, a DC themed, actually, if you can believe it. And this particular character we're going to be talking about tonight. So I'm going to hold up. You can see the bottom. You can see the bat. I wonder if anybody can figure it out. Who I who, who what dress I'm wearing? But yeah, love it. Um. Anyways, what have I been up to? Um. I think the most exciting thing from the past week is I went to a Comic-Con, a medium-sized Comic-Con, not like a huge one like C2E2 or, you know, Celebrations. Um, it was called Scarif Mighty Con. Um, and it, oh, ScarifCon is going to be awesome, but that's, again, it's slightly smaller in comparison to this. But this was different at the same time because we have Dominic, and Dominic is awesome. Um, but I have to show and tell one of my items I got. Oh, my gosh. I absolutely love this. Um I came across this Lego guy who had all the Legos. Can you guys see it? Uh, kind of. You guys see that? I'll take pictures. And oh, I'll put yeah, it on. Yeah. So um, it's actually the Mandalorian. And it's got the armor, Cara Dune, IG-11, Mando, and, of course, Grogu. But interestingly enough, it's got Ahsoka in it. It was funny because I came back and I was all excited about it. And I... My brother's like, oh, what did you get? Because I went with my brother because he was a guest there. And I said, oh, I got these really cute Lego figures. But I'm kind of, you know, I kind of wish maybe I had Quill or something. And he's like, what? I said, or Grief. And I'm like, he's like, what do you mean? Because he was all excited. He's like, oh, that's a really cool set. I said, yeah, it is. But it's supposed to be almost all of season one. And it's like a little bit, of, mostly of season one with a little bit of season two. So, you know, but I love it. And I, he had a bunch, not just the Mandalorian, he had a bunch of them set up. Nice. So that was really the coolest thing um, in the past week. Um, in the last week, I mean, other than that, I mean, it's the same old, same old, getting ready for today, which I was excited for. And, you know, excited that I fit in my dress still. And that was awesome news. <laughs> it's been a few years since I've worn it. So I was very excited. Cool. So we've got a few more. Uh, that have hit us up in the chat. Uh, who do we have? We have Joker Voice in the chat with us. Hey, Joker Voice. We have Tina. Hey, Tina. Very yep. cool. And we have, uh, I'm going to assume that that is Ro <gasps> in the Scarab Scuttlebutt podcast. Uh, yeah. Again there. Yeah. Uh, we also have. Um, Danny from the newest I member was of that. I was leading oh. up to it. Oh, I'm sorry. So I Danny is in the chat with us from Comics and Cosmetics, who, yes, is. Uh, you go ahead and and take it away, uh, DJ. Since oh, you were already, okay. already there. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I blurted it out. All right. 
Yeah, uh, newest member of the Red Five Network is Danny from Comics and Cosmetics. So, uh, very hearty welcome to her, uh, and glad uh, glad she's aboard. And look forward to uh, a really cool uh, upcoming episode that uh, she shared in the chat with us uh, earlier today. Um, that I actually actually mistook for a football player of the same <laughs> name. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, I can't wait for that. And, uh, you guys definitely, uh, check out her channel, uh, give her a like and follow and, uh, all that kind of stuff and, uh, do that for the rest of the red five. Cause red five, uh, we are growing, uh, but we are still family. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, we have podcasts that, um, for everybody. So Sorry, yeah. I got the song We Are Family now stuck in my head, and all I could think of is wanting to dance and sing We Are Family. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Birdcage moments, right? Yes. <laughs> so, welcome to the family, however dysfunctional it is, uh, Danny. Uh, <laughs> glad to have you in the network. And yes, we are part of the Red Five Network, and... Uh, a lot of podcasts for you to check out. I have a link, which will give you a link to all of their podcasts uh, in the show notes if you want to check those out. And uh, or you can just go to red5network.com or just search Red 5 Network on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, where can they find us, Nicole? Oh, well, they can find us on Twitter. Instagram and at Facebook at Rogue One Radio. Again, try to find us at Rogue One Radio as well as with the Red Five Network. Make sure you click that like button and the subscribe. That, oh, that reminds that reminds me. I actually I actually need to correct something. Um, I, I would like so, to add a quick our Patreons, um, our Patreons, which we absolutely love our Patreons, and we give a huge thank you to. Yeah, well, um, that that was up next. I actually have a correction that I want to do. Uh, so we hit we hit 100 subscribers on YouTube. So uh, that means we were allowed to come up with our own custom URL. Um, however, it would not let us use the number one in our channel for some reason. Like you can only put numbers after your talk. So, so I had to spell one out. So... Um, so Happen. now I'm, I'm going to scroll this across the screen in just a second. And Twitter is the only one that is still using the number one. And that is because there's somebody out there using the handle rogue one radio with the one spelled out on Twitter. And, it, and it's some person that hasn't logged in in like three years. Oh my gosh. DJ, I love your face. <laughs> It's, it's kind of irritating. Um, so, yeah. So, Twitter is the only place where you're going to see the number. But uh, here, it's right there at the bottom. Uh, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Uh, you can find us at Rogue One with the one spelled out radio. And then on Twitter with the number one. It, it is kind of odd. I, at some point, hopefully, that guy will get rid of his account and... Uh, or not. I don't know. I don't even know if the guy's still alive. But in any case, we can't have one with the one spelled out on Twitter. It's very irritating. 
But anyway, but yes, we are over 100 subscribers on YouTube. But if you have not subscribed yet, please go subscribe and make sure you hit that like button and comment, if you will, on our YouTube video. Um, all right, Nicole, you wanted to talk about our Patreon. Yes, we love our Patreon. Yes. So we now have four patrons, four as opposed to three. On our way to five, yes. So we have Dave Brown, who was our original patron. We have Don from the Escape Pod. We have Kelly and Chris, aka Lunar Girl and Dragon Buddy. And our newest patron, we have Nick, otherwise known as Backyard Terrace. So Thank you all for contributing to our cause and uh, spread the word. And if you feel like you want to support this podcast, uh, by all means, just find us Rogue One Radio. That's where you can find us um, at Patreon. Um, any new ones here? Let's see. Nobody knew yet in the chat, but we love all of our chat buddies in here. Um, am I missing anything? I don't think so. I think we got everything uh, taken care of. Anything else we need to chat about before we move on? Uh, I think we need to play some music. We do need to play some music. We do. We do have some news to talk about, but before we jump into the news... Uh, we definitely need to hit that first music break. All right. And I hope the images work on here because I was having a little bit of problem with them earlier. Um, okay. So first song that we're going to play tonight comes from a band out of Austin, Texas. They are called Break Lights. And they have a new album coming out sometime this year. They haven't announced a release date yet. The name of the album is Wind Down. And the song is called When You Talk. Hope you enjoy it.
All right, that was When You Talk by Brake Lights. All right, chat room. Hector has entered the chat room. So welcome, Hector. Always good to have you in there. And Joker Joker says that this song sounds like the theme song for a friend spinoff show. Maybe. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Enemies. All righty. So uh, on to the news. We have a few things to talk about. Only one Star Wars based news article, though. Uh, first news that we have is that we have a uh, premiere date for the HBO Max release of the Batman. Uh, so I think I know movie- that. Yeah, the movie has been doing. It looks like it's been doing really good at the uh, at the uh, box office. Um, but yes, the film is going to arrive on HBO Max on April nineteenth. So we're all looking forward to that. And of course, HBO Max is where we're going to have our kind of spinoff TV series happening as well. Which I'm looking forward to. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the HBO Max release of, of the Batman. It means I don't have to go anywhere to oh, sit for I'm three hours and watch Batman. I'm that penguin. <laughs> the series. <laughs> The penguin, and then there's the uh, there's also the Arkham yeah. series that we talked about. Yeah. Excited! I jumped ahead however many years. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, so next one here. I can't tell if this is a rumor or not, but there's signs pointing toward, um. So, okay, so the Netflix shows for Marvel are now on Disney Plus. But the article that I'm seeing here is that there's they're actually going to reboot Daredevil with the same actor. Which I found a little odd. Why would they reboot it instead of just continue it? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. really want them to do that. I think they so, should just continue it. I don't like the idea of rebooting it. Uh, yeah, it just wouldn't make any sense, especially if it's the same actor. Right. So it's one sequel, uh, but it's another to or an origin story, but it's another to to do that. So I just don't think no, so. No, it's a bad idea. They should yeah. not do that. You've heard it here. Uh, so, so you guys uh, j- just wanted to touch base on something real quick. You guys do have Disney Plus, right? Yes. Okay. So, uh, when they first said they were going to put the uh, Marvel or the um, Netflix shows on there, they were talking about possibly editing out some things and making it where mm-hmm. uh, I guess it was more Disney friendly. Uh, but they decided not to do that. Uh, and now you have to put in a passcode in order to get the mature content uh, stuff. So I was actually really surprised, one, that they did that and very pleased that they did it that way. They left it the way that it was 
yeah. um, and did not water it down. Uh, I don't mind putting in a passcode in order to see it. Um, right. So, yeah, uh, I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that. What did you guys think of the way they handled that? Uh, that's, that seems like that's the right way to go. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And personally, I was happy it was okay. It was on Disney+. Plus. I personally don't have Hulu. And I was just like, you know what? My right, my price just went up this year with Disney+. Plus. So, for me, it was a win. I was like, yeah. well, makes up for that extra cost that I had this past year. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Next piece of news. Um, did you guys watch the movie Godzilla versus Kong? No. Yes. No. Okay. Well, apparently they have greenlit a sequel to Godzilla versus Kong, um, <laughs> and it is supposed to start shooting late this year in Australia. I mean, I like the first one okay. Uh, not necessarily enough to make a sequel. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was good, but I don't think it warrants another movie. I just that, that's kind of what I was thinking when I first saw or read the article. I was like, I really like that movie, but does it really need a sequel? Um. I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I liked it, but uh, pineapples. 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 What? Pineapples. Pineapples. Um. Oh, earlier in the show, we were talking about uh, cyberpunk because that's pretty much the only video game I'm playing these days. Uh, but the next news uh, piece of news is that they are going to be developing uh, a cyberpunk um animated series um trying to think where it's going it's going to be called cyberpunk edge runners and looks like it's going to be on netflix so i'm trying to scroll through the article here yeah i think Netflix. I think yeah. I think it's going to be on Netflix, so uh, that should be interesting. If you are fans of the game or you know, video game or tabletop uh, RPG, either one, um, that looks interesting. I'd watch that. Yeah, you give yeah. it a shot. You know. I mean, I'd at least watch the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else? Yeah. Um, we are getting a new Captain Kirk in the new Star Trek series, um, Strange New Worlds. Well, it's kind of new. Uh, I've only had one season, but uh, I I have not watched Strange New Worlds. I I haven't seen uh, the only the only Star Trek TV show that I I've watched. Um, lately, like like recent, is the um, Picard show. Uh, did not see Strange New Worlds, although it, it did come recommended from a couple of friends of mine. Uh, have, have either of you watched Strange New Worlds? I'm not a Trek fan. Actually? Not Trekkie. Understood. Yep. Understood. Um, but yeah, so they are casting a new um, 
James Kirk, who of course was uh, portrayed by William Shatner in the original series and Chris Pine in the reboot series. Uh, but this time around, they are casting a uh, lead actor from the popular CW series of Vampire Diaries. Uh, his name is, where's it at? Wesley? Something Wesley? Oh, Paul Wesley. Paul Wesley. Uh, Paul Wesley he will be playing Captain Kirk in the second season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, again, I, I've never seen it. So Now, what would have been ironic is if it would have been Wesley Crusher playing a new Captain Kirk. Oh, that would be, uh, yeah, that would be hilarious. That'd be great. Right. Yeah. And, and you said <laughs> popular, right? Show well, popular is some. I mean, I... Am I using that right? Yeah, sure. I like popular. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> quoting the, new, the, 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 the article. I, yeah, I don't know. Right, I just, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll watch the new season of Picard when it comes out, but I, I just, I really don't think I'm going to be spending my time watching uh, any more Star Trek. Uh, than I need to. I mean, you know, I could just go back and watch Parks and Recreation again. Right? Watch a good <laughs> show. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So this is a news story that I think you are all going to enjoy wow. and and just be so excited about. But I saw it and 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 DJ, uh, I I thought of you first when I read it. Lucky. So <laughs> There is a um, game publishing company out That's there cool. called Renegade Game Studios. Yeah. Uh, they make uh, tabletop role-playing games. Mm -hmm. So they have announced that they are doing a tabletop role-playing game for, are you ready? <laughs> Magic, that is My Little Pony. He thought of you first. <laughs> Man, I feel so much better right now. <laughs> well, I knew he was a I knew he was a brony, so uh... <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so what what do you think? Do you think that this is a uh do you think this is a, a, a tabletop RPG that, that either one of you would play? Or anybody in the chat, would you play a My Little Pony role playing game? When I was a little girl, yes. But in this case, it, this is all DJ. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> Get out. You're stealing Chantel's words. <laughs> in honor of her, yes. Uh, I, yeah, a big get out. Oh, come on. You know you like it. Now, are they delete, trying to delete, role delete. play? Delete. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Are they trying to re uh, introduce RPGs to 10-year-olds? Ah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it, you you threw me off because I didn't know what a brony was. What's a brony? Uh, isn't that the name of their fan base? I'm pretty sure. Uh. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, yes. Uh, I'm looking it up. The Urban Dictionary says a brony is a male fan of the series My Little Pony. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> off the subject, um, uh, DJ J Joker voice liked your liked your reference. Oh yes, 
Nice. I'm glad that that yeah, it's uh, that somebody else understood the reference. The game of the I'm, miniature I'm, horses. Yeah, I'm very glad that somebody understood that reference, other than me. Um, all right. We got one more news article, and this one is Star Wars related. Uh, I'm not sure how new this is because it's all over Twitter already, um, and it's been there for a few days. But uh, Christopher Lloyd is joining the cast of The Mandalorian for season three. Yeah, because he did wonders for Star Trek three. Well, let's not go there. Let's pretend that didn't happen. Um, so, it, it, uh, my. my my guess is he's going to play a scientist that's bent on time travel. No. Let's speculate for a moment. He is going to be the voice of Grogu. No. <laughs> Great Scott. <laughs> Not like you all think of Great Scott. But really, who do you think he's going to be? You, th you know what I think? For, for To be honest, I think he's just going to be some random alien. Right. It's supposed to be like a cameo guest... I just hope this time it serves purpose opposite of Jennifer Beals, where her character served half a purpose, but not really a purpose. And, you know, kind of could have been played almost by anyone after that point. So I hope it has, it serves a purpose. I, I have a feel and I, and I don't know. I, I really don't. Uh, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a snoke on a rope. A Snoke a, on a rope. Snoke on a rope. Yeah, uh, he he's going to play a clone that is going to somewhat resemble Snoke. Oh Lord, have mercy! Since we already saw the the uh, cloning tubes and they had some Snoke-looking things in there, uh, I think they're going to pull try to pull off like a. If you remember, uh, George Saboeth from the mm -hmm. uh, heir to the empire. Yeah. Uh, I think that they're going to do a crazy take on that. Um, and I would not be surprised if we get an appearance of Thrawn in that mix. Hmm. But uh, I, yeah. Um, that That's just a crazy thought that, that I had in my head that after I, it, it's a, it, it was, and it's based off of a picture I saw where he really looks like every, every day of his age. Uh, and uh, you know, very little hair, uh, very gaunt looking. And I thought, well, I kind of, he's kind of a Snoke esque type uh, picture that they put with that. So yeah. Yeah. Either that or he's going to play a Rancor. Or a Bantha. Fuck a Bantha. Uh, I had to. I just. Maybe I, they're going to cross over with Star Trek and uh, he's going to be a Klingon. They'll, uh, they, he, he's going to play, he'll play Django Fett. Oh, no. They stuck his head in a Bakta tank and it started to regrow. Oh, Lord, have a help us. Yeah. What, <laughs> All righty. Well, that is it for news. Uh, we'll have some more next week, hopefully. Um, yeah. So coming up in just a few minutes, we are going to be talking about 
the villains of Batman, his rogues gallery, one of the best rogues galleries in all of comics. Lots of fun. Hey, look, it's Mr. Freeze. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Freeze. It's Hugo Strange. That's right, Hugo Strange. Um, It's Joker. Hush now. I know who it is. I'm. All right, and then later on, we'll have our listener poll, which actually um, we're, we're going to uh, actually announce the results of, of all three of them. Uh, <laughs> I did two different polls for Batman villains, uh, and then I did the same two polls on Instagram, so I guess we're kind of doing four. Uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, before we jump into that... We've got another song. Yay! Song and name. More music. Okay. This one comes from a band based out of Seattle, Washington called The Drowns. And we actually played this band a really long time ago on the show before. Um, But they have uh, also have a new album out um, sometime in April, mid-April, I think. And it will, the name of the album is Lunatics. And the song we are playing is called Live Like You're Dying. Well, you know, technically we are talking about some lunatics tonight, more like psychopaths. We so are. this kind of actually fits right in. For sure. All right, here we are. Uh, Live Like You're Dying. Get in, no, I can't be waiting, so I gotta be on my way. Yeah, you gotta live 
All right, that was Live Like You're Dying by The Drowns. Good stuff. Good so, stuff. we got some Batman villains to talk about, but Cole has, uh, I'm sorry, Lillian has an <laughs> announcement before we jump into the rogues gallery. I am curious if anybody has figured out who Lillian Rose is uh, in the chat yet about which character it is. I mean, I did give an idea in regards to the dress. Um, anyway, so today we're actually continuing on with our Batman series, which we started two weeks ago. Uh, tonight, of course, we're going to be talking about the rogues gallery. But next week, we're going to be continuing on with this series where we're going to be talking about the supporting cast from Catwoman to Alfred, our personal favorites. And, of course, we'll have another poll or two as well. An amazing music. So we'll talk about Batmite. Yes. <laughs> so for tonight, we're talking about the Rogues Gallery and our personal favorites and some that we just really like. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. each of us picked three uh, villains uh, to mm -hmm. kind of spark the conversation. And. Um, Otherwise, it's kind of a free-for-all. We're just going to talk about these uh, these mm -hmm. villains. We've got kind of a... I think DJ came up with kind of a... A, uh, a good list. A good, a good way for us to try to keep it on track. But this is Rogue One Radio. We're never on track. We Yeah. Uh, and I forgot that list at home so or at work. So <laughs> That's okay. Um, help you. It's all good. We'll help you out here. Um Nicole, why don't you go ahead and get us started with your first? Well, the first one I'm going to talk about today is, of course, Lillian Rose, which is one of her aliases, also known as Dr. Pamela Lillian Isley, known as Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy had her first appearance in Batman 181 in June of 1966. Some of her affiliations includes Birds of Prey and Justice League, um, as well as Legions of Arkham. She was created by, I hope I say this right, and forgive me if I don't, Robert Kinginger. I'm saying that wrong, I'm sorry. And artist is Sheldon Maldoff is the original ones. Of course, she is a botanist and also a taxiologist. So just to kind of get us started off just a little bit. Um, you know, it's interesting because when I was looking, when I was doing research on um, Poison Ivy, I mean, we know her. I mean, okay, the, reason, the way I was introduced to Poison Ivy was, of course, through Uma Thurman, you know, in the 90s Batman, which was not, not the best portrayal of her at all. Not even close. In fact, I, if one day they ever redo it, I really do hope that they go more authentic and more genuine. Um, in some ways, I almost feel like she's, not a villain. She's a super villain, right? She's included in the rogues, but she's she's almost on the same line as as Catwoman, but not at the same time, which we'll talk about next week. Because, like, she was poisoned. Like, her professor took advantage of her. And really, all she wanted to do was make enough money so it was just her and her plants. And I really feel like they could have made her a hero. You know what I mean? Like the writers actually had an opportunity to make her a hero in some ways, you know, in some of the comics they did because she had a, some maternal instincts too, because, you know, we do know that she at one point, you know, took in some orphans and things in one of the comics. Um, but I just kind of wanted to bring that up. I just think that, that, that they really could have actually probably taken her the other way. 
when I was doing the research, my heart kind of poured out for her, you know, differently. Like what she, she, cause she was right. Taxiologist, botanist and stuff. They really could have used her in almost as a heroic way to create this amazing character to actually save people, to save people's lives. But, and then they, then they did the exact opposite where they made her, of course, the her poisonous kisses and, you know, only Batman could, you know, she could seduce Batman and things like that. And, mm -hmm. uh, and of course, she was also BFFs and sometimes lover with Harley Quinn, uh, who we'll be talking about later. But just something, some important thoughts I just wanted to share uh, as we kind of talk about her. Because I, when I was really doing research this week for her, I was just like, okay, my heart is changing for this character. Like things that I did not realize, I began to realize, and I'm like, boo. <laughs> They had this opportunity and they made her as a supervillain instead. Yeah. She she was in uh Batman the Animated Series as well. And that was a that was a pretty good iteration of the character. Right. And she was inspired by Nathaniel Hawthorne, uh, which is really cool. Uh Rach Puchin's daughter. I hope I said that right. It was again, probably not saying that right. Nathaniel Hawthorne is actually known for Scarlet uh Letter. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool that that's where they came, you know, came up with the idea for her. Um, and of course, she's really motivated by her plants and things. I mean, she has some really good qualities. So it's like she's really on this line that for me, and I don't know about the chat, but again, this whole last week when I was really digging into her character, I kind of started going, gosh, darn it. Like they had this chance. They really could have made her this amazing superhero for, for us gals, you know? And uh, I want to throw out real quick because tonight, one of my favorite books uh, for DC, for women anyways, it's the DC Women of Action. So I just want to throw that out um, by Shay Fontana. And of course, that's where I got um, some of my some of my research from. Um, that includes uh, both uh, Lillian Rose and also this upcoming character that I'll be talking about. And it's really beautiful uh, artwork in there as well. So I just wanted to throw out this book that I got uh, as well uh, in regards to this. So, um, you know, other than that, you know what, for me, again, I like, I like Poison Ivy, but I just don't, in hindsight, now I kind of wish they would have changed up for her. You know, I think she really could have could have been better written, especially in the '90s. That Batman version was horrible. Like, I think my dress is way better than that than what that was. You know, it's like it, it's like Uma Thurman took this character, this wonderful, beautiful character, and then just I don't know, it just didn't portray the way it needed to be portrayed. Yeah. So, uh, DJ, did you what, what do you think of of uh, Poison Ivy? Did you like her as a character? Uh, not really. Um, just not one that I could, I, I didn't really buy the whole, um, stick of poison. I, and, and I, and my gut feeling is that it was the portrayal in the Schumacher movie <clears throat> that really just, um, yeah, uh, I just, yeah, I can't, it's hard to get past that. Um, and I didn't really do, you know, much, I uh, didn't see much of her in the comics either. Um, mm -hmm. I was always more of the, uh, the straight, uh, straight run villains that, mm -hmm. uh, were the tried and trues. So, 
Do you think if they would have done what I just suggested, when again, doing this research, do you think you would have liked her more? If she would have ended up being, instead of a villain, they would have created her into a hero by using what was done to her and made her... Um, I, I think if it would have been handed off to somebody other than Schumacher uh, that uh, was a bit more serious then maybe I would have uh, taken the character a little more serious, but he tried and failed to recapture that 1960s camp. Right. And failed so miserably uh, that I just, I lost a, with all the villains that were Bane, I mean, it took a long time to get over what they did to Bane. Uh, you know, Mr. Freeze was just awful. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I'm still not over poison Ivy and, and I like Uma Thurman as an actress, but that was just, it was just horribly written. Um, so I haven't gotten over it. Perhaps if they bring it back, maybe I could look at it in, in, under a different light, but. Right, right. Now, the, the Joel Schumacher era was was just horrible. I just kind of wish again if if this was 1966, if I was writing her, and if I would have known what had happened to her, because truly, I feel like the first original um, villain with her actually technically was Professor Mark Legrand, who actually poisoned her, you know, with all these herbs and stuff, and that's when she changed. You know, he he tried to murder her. And she survived it. And I just kind of, I feel like if I can go back to the future, great Scott, I wish I would good. I think if I, if I was writing it myself, I think I would have made her a superhero, you know, and using what had been done wrong to her and making it for, for good. Um, because I really feel like there's some good in her and there's, and instead they went super villains and Hey, let's use it for wicked, wicked, you know, wickedness and evil and, you know, being an eco-terrorist, so to speak. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like they really could have taken her another way, which again, for me, pulls my heart. Cause I feel like sometimes these characters are, you can feel that they have so much great potential and I feel like she's got potential, but they didn't take it that route. So you, you did mention that her first appearance was in 1966 in Batman 181, but yep. Do you know what her first, uh, let's call it modern appearance was? Okay, it was, I think it was a ba Batman animated. I did find this. I did see this. Well, I mean, with the with the revised uh, history origin, the revised origin, because the the origin that you're you're referring to. Uh, with with Mark Legrand and all that, that was that was kind of they they more or less kind of rebooted the character, right? Uh, in the eighties, still keep happening to her where there's somebody that still takes advantage of her, and she gets the she becomes poison ivy, and again, I feel like they could have made her for good. They really could have given us this really awesome superhero. But instead, you know, of course, she's mad of what's happened. And I get that. I mean, I would be mad too if somebody took advantage of me. But I just feel like 
they had an opportunity and I just don't feel like they took it. And again, this is just me even in the past week going, okay, I like this character. Cause I do, I just only, I like her, but I don't love her. And I feel like I would love her more if they would have done her differently. If that makes yeah. sense from the beginning, from the get go, if that makes sense. So. Oh, by the way, uh, Kim is in the chat with us now. Hi, Kim. Um, so the, what I was referring to is there there was a comic that came out in the late 80s. It was a an issue of Secret Origins. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was uh, actually written by Neil Gaiman. Mm -hmm. um, and it was kind of where the, the new persona of Poison Ivy began uh, with... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, with the name uh, Pamela Isley, right? And uh, yeah, so thought that was interesting. Uh, well, let's move on. Uh, yep. DJ, who's your first pick? Uh, the first one I picked uh, was the Penguin, uh, otherwise known as Oswald Chesterfield Cobblepot. Um, <laughs> He was created uh, by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Uh, his first appearance was Detective Comics number 58, which was in December of 1941. Uh, so he's been around a long time. Um, something interesting that I found uh, about his uh, inspiration, where they got the inspiration for this character was he was inspired by the advertising mascot of cool cigarettes in the 1940s, which was a, a penguin with a top hat and a cane. And uh, they just thought that uh, that was pretty uh, interesting. So they made a villain after uh, that, uh, uh, that advertising mascot uh, and uh, that the, uh, mascot also uh image of uh of the tuxedo was uh, of emperor penguins um and so they just worked them two together uh with the high society so um the I'm trying to figure out how i had this uh, man i had this laid out so well um, happens you know so his uh his basic appearance is uh, that of, you know, he, he's got a lot of money. Um, a lot of the, the um, live action uh, ones, uh, versions of them that we've seen, he really hasn't had uh, a whole lot and he's really had to struggle. Um, but uh, in the, uh, in the comics, he's, He's always, no matter what his financial status was, he always set himself up to be more elite, to always look his best and to, uh, to act in, um, uh, with an air of sophistication, uh, mm -hmm. which is different than what you see a lot of characters uh, doing. Um, let's see, what else did I have in there? Um you know, uh, he's had a lot of uh, uh, ups and downs as far as uh, comic arcs 
uh, other um, you know live action um, roles that uh, the ways that he's been uh, portrayed uh, some more favorable than others. Um, and we'll get into who played them uh, here in, in just a minute. Um, so he was uh, his main role as a villain was a high end thief. Uh, and then sometimes uh, mobster. Um, he didn't really, uh, you know, he, he really didn't do a whole lot as far as um, oh, I guess uh, interaction with, uh, you know, you always see the team ups and whatnot. It was mainly him that was doing it. He was super intelligent. Um, and, uh, he always had his iconic umbrella, uh, that, uh, he created different weapons out of, uh, it seemed like everything that every time he turned around, he had a different umbrella that did different things to help him out. And he had a uncanny, um, relationship with, uh, birds and used them, uh, as well to, uh, help him, uh, carry out his, uh, his plots, um, which was pretty cool uh, to see. Uh, and of course, he had different uh, iterations, uh, whether it was the Golden Age of Comics, uh, Silver Age uh, that came up. Um, you know, the post uh, crisis of Infinite Earths was another main point where uh, a lot of things got uh, turned around. Uh, the New 52. Uh, was another one. Um, and uh, one of his uh, most common allies would have been the Joker. Um, other things that we might have uh, seen him in. Um, and I'll go through those real quick. Uh, so the 1960s had a version of Penguin that was portrayed by Burgess Meredith. Uh, very iconic role um, uh, with his uh, costume and uh, his laugh that he did. Uh, yeah, it's uh, to me, he was like the second one uh, after uh, Cesar Romero's uh, Joker uh, character. Um, he was in uh, the series Gotham, uh, which was uh, portrayed by uh, Robin Lord Taylor, which I thought did a fantastic job with his take on the character. Um, uh, just playing a younger uh, Oswald Koppelbot. Um, let's see. He was uh, mentioned in Titans. Um, he uh, was really big in a lot of the animated series. Um trying to think of uh what else um uh, i think that's about it for the television and then of course mm -hmm. in uh live action uh film uh he was in batman returns uh that uh, uh with uh, michael keaton as batman and uh, portrayed by danny devito uh, which was an interesting take on the character. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the latest one was uh, in The Batman, and it uh, was portrayed by 
uh, Colin Farrell, which is fashionably becoming one of my favorite versions of uh, the Penguin. One of the other things that I've noticed about uh, a lot of the Batman villains is uh, they share something. They all share something with uh, with Batman, and that is the duality of the character. Um, Batman, you have uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, the person and who he portrays himself to be, the you know philanthropist, uh, billionaire guy, um, and then at night he becomes Batman. Well. Uh, many of his main, uh, you know, uh, rogues gallery folks here also have a similar trait. So you have the penguin that always puts on this air of sophistication uh, in this portrayal in the public light, but uh, he really comes down to it, and he's he's just a villain. He uh, you know he wants to get uh, rich and um, you know uh, wants to do evil. So it's pretty interesting. What do you guys think? What makes uh, Penguin a good villain? You know, growing up, I, you know, I remember him in the original, you know, Batman with Adam West. So it was very campy, but that mm -hmm. for some odd reason stuck with me, you know, growing up, right? I mean, he's sophisticated and yet he's a villain. You know, and I think that's also what also brings an interesting dynamic, even if it was campy, right? Because it's like you can have somebody, again, kind of like another villain we'll be talking about, where it's almost like every day, but at the same time, they're very villainous, which I personally like. Um, and I think that's important to, to mention. I think that's also like with the new Penguin, there's a, a thing of some sophistication in comparison to the one with Danny DeVito. Although I do like Danny DeVito's, you know, interpretation because uh, that's the one I grew I mean, the other one I grew up with, but it's like this new one with, there is that sophistication again, a little bit again, right? So it, it, in some mobster way, and it, again, it gives you that feeling of, but this could be the person you just, you know, just passed, you know, in the limousine, if you're in downtown Gotham somewhere, right? Or somebody you would see every day, which is, again, I, I like when a villain is like that, like, they're there, but they're not there, right? They're in hindsight. They're, I mean, they're they're there. They're in your peripheral vision, you know. So, I think that's what I like about Penguin. Steve, um, <laughs> do you guys do you guys play any of the uh, any of the Arkham games? I oh, yeah. win. Yes, I really liked I really liked Penguin in uh, you know specifically Arkham City. Uh, I really I like that iteration of penguin um i mean of course i i grew up with the burgess meredith from the mm -hmm. show uh mm -hmm. but i i prefer other versions um like i said i like the one from arkham uh city um definitely the one from the batman that was that was a great iteration of him um they take uh a, a little bit different uh different take on him in the uh, the Earth One series, uh, Batman uh, Oswald is actually the mayor of Gotham. Um, doesn't call himself the Penguin, um, but he is sometimes referred to as Penguin. Mm -hmm. I don't think he likes it, um, but yeah, he is. Um, I mean, the whole 
story of of Earth One uh, kind of gets its start from um, Thomas Wayne, uh, Bruce's dad, is actually running for mayor against uh, Oswald Cobblepot. And, of course, uh, Penguin has, has him killed. So um, it's, a, it's a little bit different take on the classic uh, mm -hmm. Penguin, uh, but still very interesting. And um, trying to think of another. There's another one out there that I really like. Uh, I lost it. The new one's really great. I think Colin Farrell. Were you thinking of Danny DeVito, or were you thinking of um, the new one with just trying to jog <laughs> your memory? No, oh, you're... I, was, I was thinking of something else. I don't know. Uh, not not so much the one from the TV show Gotham. That was kind of me. I like where they were going with it, and the actor that portrayed him. I actually liked his portrayal. Um, I just don't necessarily like the way he's written in that show. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh Colin Farrell did an amazing job. He was he was great. Can't wait to see more of him. Um man, you guys go got into way more detail than I had planned on going with mine. Um so let's see. Who am I gonna pick as my oh you know what? We you and I traded. Uh, we traded. did so we thank you because Steve traded with me so I could have my my original favorite. Although originally DJ suggested, anyways, it's a long story, and that's a whole okay. other wrap. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, let's see. My <laughs> first pick. I'm going to talk about. Mm, I'm going to talk about the head of the demon himself, Raish Al Ghul. Ra's al Ghul is a, of course, supervillain, mastermind, criminal mastermind. He first appeared in Batman number 232 in June of 1971. Um, he was created by the writer, Dennis O'Neill, and uh, the artist, Neil Adams, with some input from uh, a guy by the name of Julius Schwartz. Um, so he has been featured in many uh, adaptations. Before I keep going, I will forget, but Blake is in the chat with us. I think hey, I mentioned Kim is in the chat with us. And now Adam, from certain point of view, hey, is in the chat with us. So welcome all to the chat room. Um, so Ray Shaggle, uh, let, me, let me look at my notes here. Uh, so this guy is really old, has been around for eh, nearly a century. Oh, we've got another one. Fulcrum Entertainment has joined the chat. Welcome. And he says, uh, Rachel Ghoul, one of the best Batman villains by far. By far. Yes. Um, he is, he, yeah, he's pretty awesome. He is, um, yeah, he's very old. Like I said, he's he's nearly about a century old, and that is due to his discovery of the Lazarus Pit, uh, which more or less just keeps you um, young and also can bring you back to life, as we will see later on. 
his origin story has been told a few times. Um, he, like I said, he 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 started in uh, 1971, but his history was retold uh, in Birth of the Demon uh, in 1992, and he also had an origin retelling by James Tinian, who is one of my favorite uh, Batman writers, uh, in a uh, an issue of Batman and Robin. Um, I don't remember what issue it was, but it was in, I think it was a new 52. No, I don't think it was new 52. It was, it was in the early 20 aughts, 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. Um, so yeah, his, uh, his, his origin has been retold many times. He's been portrayed in various uh, iterations um, he is uh, most notably the leader of the League of Assassins. And so, like, as I said, he, uh, he discovered the Lazarus Pits, which has considerably uh, lengthened his life uh, and, you know, given him time to learn various uh, combat disciplines over the course of his what seven seven hundred eight hundred years on the planet? Um, very uh, long-standing member of Batman's Rogues Gallery. Uh, he is also the uh, grandfather of the son of Bruce Wayne, uh, Damian. Uh, so he has a that connection. He's always had this connection with Bruce. He's always uh, wanted Bruce. Uh, to be a part of his his organization, he, mm-hmm. he felt like Bruce was, uh, you know, Bruce Batman was uh, kind of his 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 heir, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's got some uh, he's got some long standing issues uh, with mm-hmm. Batman. Because Batman uh, doesn't want to be a part of his 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 little group. And um, depending on where you are seeing the story of Rachel Ghoul, um, you could say that in some ways he trained Batman. Uh, but like I said, that is depending on which iteration we're talking about. So um, some of my favorite um, adaptations or iterations um would be again going back to the Arkham series uh the Arkham video games he he had a really cool story going on in in Arkham City uh actually he's in in the game he teaches Batman how to fly uh it's pretty pretty interesting there um some of the most notable uh iterations of course would be uh Liam Neeson in uh Batman Begins and in uh, one more factoid about the character, in uh, the top 100 comic book villains of all time, um, based on um, IGN, Rish Abul was ranked as number seven. Are you having an adult 
<laughs> Am I having what? Adult high C there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. <clears throat> I got skids. See, now Blake Blake brings up a very good point. Uh, he's interesting because he just wants Bruce to take over for him. It's deeper than him just being bad. He does think that he's a good guy. He thinks right. that what he is doing is mm -hmm. right. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's been involved in a lot of, uh, you know, in comics and, and in the movie, um, you know, these, these schemes to destroy Gotham uh, and in some ways um, more than just Gotham. Uh, just because uh, they are at the root of the world's corruption. So he, he thinks what he is doing is justified. Yeah. Right. All right. Everybody else, thoughts on Raish Al Ghul? Well, uh, I'll, I'll just quickly add mine. I have just one. And that I thought it, Liam Nielsen did a spectacular job on him in, in Batman Begins. You know, I, of course, I love Liam Nielsen as it is. He's one of one of my favorite actors, but he did a really good job in playing that that character and bringing that to life. So uh, that will be my two cents, and then I'll hand it over to okay. uh, uh Before you jump in there, DJ, Joker, yeah. Joker voice made made a good point uh, regarding the respect that he gives to Batman. He always mm -hmm. refers to him as detective. Yeah. yeah. And, and I agree that, uh, you know, it, it, as far as uh, villains go. Uh, he, I, he's probably the only one that really um, treats Batman uh, as you know an equal. Uh, you know uh, that wants to carry, let him carry on what he thinks is his noble work. Um, you know, it's a very interesting uh, character study, uh, of course. Uh, very interesting character to uh, get to know, and uh, there are there are quite a few good uh, places to start with reading uh, about uh, that character. And um, if I remember, I will uh, tweet it. I'll put, I'll put one of them in the in the in the show notes or something. Uh, let's see what is what is Joker voice saying here about Batman Begins. Batman Begins got one major point wrong. Yeah, yeah, he he got right. the name of the organization wrong. I, I that was like one of the main. Well, not one of the main, but like one of the first things that I noticed in the when I first saw Batman Begins. You know, the first time I was like, that right. Sound right. But that really? I feel like that landed on the writers and the director, not necessarily on Liam Nielsen for him his portrayal. Oh, no, not at all, not at all. That was definitely the writers, uh, uh, or or you know Christopher Nolan probably just read it wrong at some point in time, but he screwed the pooch on that one. Uh, <laughs> there was, I don't know, maybe he didn't want to use the word assassins because it denoted. Bad guy? I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But in, in other case, he's wrong. He shouldn't have done it. It should have been League of Assassins. Bad. Agreed. Bad. Okay. Uh, you're up again, Lillian. 
All right, I'm going to share some real quick artwork because I absolutely love these. And this is like the best way to really talk about our next character, at least I think so. And that is Harley Quinn. I love Harley Quinn. I, I do, and, and, and at the same time, I don't. I think she's really cool to Joker, but at the same time to Poison Ivy. I think she really overcomes uh, some things. I think this is one of my favorites, which I wish I could just find just so I can hang. Look how gorgeous that is. Oh, gorgeous. I hope you guys can see that all right. Um, so, yeah, so Harley Quinn uh, made her debut real quick. Some of her aliases include Dr. Harleen Quinzel, as well as Holly Chase when she was a love columnist with Daily Planets. Uh, but, of course, for most of us, she's Harley Quinn. Uh, made her first appearance, actually, on September 11th, 1992, uh, in Joker's favor. She was created by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Uh, her first, hold on, her first comic book appearance, though, was not until September 1993. So she was originally, like, her and Joker both had an interesting start because they both were only meant to be, like, in one, right? One episode, one and done, or one and done in the comics and no more. But people actually latched on to these characters, and hence, we got more Harley Quinn. Um, so, of course, she's a drain, trained psychiatrist, um, expert gymnast. Uh, she's got some really cool trained hyenas named Bud and Lou. Um, and, of course, some of her favorite things that we know about her. We know she's in, you know, the comic books, uh, Mad Love, Suicide Squad. She's, you know, with the Birds of Prey. Um, and, of course, there's this one, too, Harley Quinn, uh, the new 52 comic. This is really cool. Um, you know, it's interesting because Harley is one of these, you know, she's been in animated. She's now been in live action. Um, and, of course, we kind of really know her because of originally with Joker. And it's interesting because jo Harley Quinn is, she kind of overcame things, which I want to note here because part of me, again, goes, man, they really could have went from, not trying to avenge her, but she really could have avenged herself because she eventually left that relationship with, with Joker. You know, she, it was very abusive. Uh, it was very codependent. And of course, eventually she kind of ended up with her BFF for a little bit. And um, I just want to make a special note of that because I think that's really, really interesting um, about her is that she did eventually leave uh, Joker. Um, and, of course, some of the famous people that have betrayed her, Miss Tara Strong, which, to know our own Joker voice has met, uh, which I think I'm, like, really jealous of you because that is awesome Joker voice and literally, like, one of my favorite new videos uh, recently. Um, of course, Laura Bailey, Jenny Slate, Melissa Ranch, Laura Post, Kaylee Cuckoo, Coco, sorry, I said that wrong. And, of course, Margot Robbie, Robbie in the, you know, Birds of Prey and in Suicide Squads. Um, and again, I really like her character. There's many different ways that you can take her, you know, her perspective. But again, for me as a as a domestic violence survivor and stuff, when I remember when I found out about her and Joker and I was just like, I like them, but I don't love them. And I couldn't figure out why people idolized this couple, even if they were so bad for each other. You know, um, they weren't they were each other's equals, but not each other's equals, if that makes sense. Um, and I just feel like she brings her own little, I don't know, something to the, to the stage, right? She's not 
again, she's not my favorite villain, but she is definitely up there as one of one of the more interesting ones to me. Um, so I'm just curious on your guys' thoughts. You know, what you guys think of Harley Quinn? What do you guys think about her and Joker? Um, and of course, maybe who, who you liked who heard her best. So the stage is yours, gentlemen. Um, I, I liked uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Um, didn't really care for the movie she was in, mm-hmm. but I liked her as Harley Quinn in those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, other than that portrayal, um, I feel like a broken record here, but going back to the Arkham series, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, you know, I don't remember who did the voice. Oh, shoot. And I just uh, had a. Uh, oh, it's it, okay. Uh, I just uh, had to hold it up too on my tablet. I was strong. Tara yes, Strong. Tara Strong. I'm like, I just had a full up on my thing. <laughs> um, yeah, Tara Strong was the voice for um, for her in because um, I I don't think she was I don't think she was in both of them. She was in or I mean all three of them. She was in, oh actually I think oh uh, man what which ones was she in. Uh, she was in she was in Arkham City. Tara Strong was in Arkham City uh, and Arkham Origins. Uh, but in Arkham Asylum, her voice was done by Arlene, Arlene Sorkin, mm-hmm. uh, who actually was the voice of. Harley in uh, Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know why she stopped doing it. Uh, but uh, Tara, Tara Strong did a did a really good job. Yeah. I think. Yes. As, as um, but yeah, her her character, you know, the writing and the portrayal and everything in in the Arkham series of Harley was uh, was just pretty amazing mm-hmm. um everything about those games was amazing i yeah um i'm trying to think um yeah and then i mean i i haven't seen the new series okay so i don't i don't have much to say about that because mm-hmm. uh, i don't have any basis for which to uh talk about mm-hmm. it what about you, DJ? What do you think of Harley and maybe her and Joker? And um, interesting relationship, I guess you could say. Um, and they're uh, done then. <laughs> I uh, mm-hmm. uh, I like the character just fine. Um, I really haven't. I didn't realize she was that new of a character, honestly. Um, you know, not that new anymore, but yes, agreed. <laughs> compared to the 1940s, when well, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. 
so uh, a lot of a lot of these um, the rogues gallery people have been around for fifty years longer than she has. Um, but you know, uh, I think the only thing that I really don't like is the voice, uh, the hmm. accent. Um, I can I can see that I can see that you just get used to it though I think they want her to have like that more of that you know Yiddish uh, Brooklyn type voice. Uh, I know a lot of people that have that inflection in that voice. It reminds me a lot of like Fran Drescher and the Nanny. I think that was <laughs> the name of that show, and just uh, is just uh, I don't. It, I know it's supposed to be over the top, but I think if they would have just toned down the voice or the, the inflection, not necessarily the voice, but the inflection in the accent uh, was really over the top. Um, but yeah, I, it's interesting, uh, interesting uh, character. Right. Yeah. So, Joker voice actually made a point uh, that I remember thinking of when the uh, Birds of Prey movie came out, and I'm, I'm trying to find his quote. Hang on, there's, there's a lot he asked if I had a problem there. with the Brooklyn accent. Uh, I I don't mm -hmm. have a problem with the Brooklyn accent, uh, but the accent is more um, more New Jersey than yeah. Brooklyn. Oh, there uh, it is. There it is. At least the okay. way that they they portray it. And it's just over the top. I mean, I know a yeah. lot of people from New York, uh, mm -hmm. and 99% of the people uh, don't talk like that. Right. You know, it's there, but it's not. It's not that over the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's uh, here's I found the uh, I found the comment he made, which when I first saw Birds of Prey, I was like, oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah Harley Quinn was never in Birds of Prey. Like, Birds of Prey did. was, was right. like a Batman ally thing, uh, as opposed to the villains, if you will. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was weird. Like, when the movie came out, I'm like, why are they calling this Birds of Prey? I mean, they had, it did have Huntress and Black Canary in it, but it was like, why? why? Uh, another example of somebody not doing their homework. Right, exactly. Like. And it was like that. I mean, the, the movie would have been just as good if they'd have called it Sirens. Right. It's Agreed. Just, yeah. I mean, that's not the only problem I have with that movie, but we won't get into that here. I had a right. lot of problems with that movie. Right. Uh, as I had a lot of problems with the Suicide Squad movies. Didn't like either one of them. Right. Um, and I would love. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to uh, kind of finish off with Harley Quinn is that, you know, I would love to see her in more of a less poppy, more serious role. Um, there is a movie in which I will be talking about in a little bit that I felt like if they would have ended off with her in a more dramatic Harley Quinn role um, as a certain Maybe origin. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyways. Um, <sighs> I would like to see that other side other than this, you know, poppy, you know, uh, side of her, even though I like that, you know, for the animated, it works. And, but at the same time, it's like, I'd like to kind of see her in this other side because you know that 
I just think when I think of doctor, I don't think of her as this poppy, you know, bubble gum type girl, right? Or woman. And I kind of want to see that, like, you know, take that moment where she just takes it, right? And she just owns it. And I would like to see her in that. And, and there was a particular movie, again, I'll be talking about in a, shortly. And I remember the last scene, I went to my friend and I said, you know, they would have ended that with Harley Quinn. They really could have set this up for a really good sequel. And um, and I would love to have seen her as, as more serious. So that's just me. But yeah, I mean, I like her. I really do. Again, I think like her and Poison Ivy both have great potential. I think these are two great characters. And and of course, people love Harley Quinn, obviously. I mean, people are co cosplaying her. And, you know, and she like DJ was saying, she's newer and she's already grabbed all this attention, right? So again, I feel like we have lots of good stuff. But I feel like they can still give us more. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was Harley. That's uh, Harley. DJ, DJ, you're up next. All right, I'll try to speed this up a little bit uh, instead of being as tongue-tied as I was the first time. Uh, so my uh, my second one that I picked was Scarecrow, uh, otherwise known as Doctor Jonathan Crane. Um, Another creation of Bill Finger and Bob Kane. Uh, he made his debut um, in World's Finest Comics number three, which was in September of 1941. Uh, so a little bit actually before uh, Penguin um, by a couple of months. Uh, but uh, was a uh, pretty interesting character. Uh, he's the self-proclaimed master of fear. Uh, and is a former uh, professor of uh, psychology. Um, his whole uh, shtick is using experimental toxins uh, in his uh, psych uh, psychology uh, background uh, to expose and explode uh, the fears uh, and phobias of his victims. Uh, and he uh, gets uh, a lot of delight uh, anytime he gets to do that with uh, Batman. Um, he's not one that normally uh, commits crimes for wealth, but rather the thrill uh, and power of uh, terrifying people uh, in, as a way to do research and to study the effects that... Um, uh, that his tactics and fear... Uh, work on humans. Um, he believes that the citizens of Gotham are, uh, are his guinea pigs to, uh, to test on and to record what happens. Um, yeah. So very, very interesting character, the way that it's uh, brought, uh, brought about. Um, uh, trying to think of things. Um, his uh, his uh, introduction or his uh, um, his origin uh, from the uh, creative standpoint uh, was from Washington Irvin's "The Legend of Sleepy Hollow," yes. uh, which was uh, Ichabod Crane. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it was, um, you know, they, they took a lot of things out there, the way that he was bullied, 
uh, when he was in school and being rejected. And um, so, yeah, it, it was pretty interesting to see how that came along uh, as well. Um, and uh, at one point in the timeline, uh, he, uh, as a college professor, he mentors a young uh, Thomas Elliott, uh, which uh, you'll notice the, the name that I picked, which is pretty interesting uh, there. Um, but uh, yeah, there, there's been multiple reboots uh, as far as uh, Crisis of Infinite, uh, Infinite Earths, the new 52. Uh, but uh, this this character got his start back in the uh, Silver Age and has uh, gone on up, uh, you know, or uh, Golden Age all the way up through the Silver and Bronze Age to uh, more modern day uh, things. Um, I like this character as far as his uh, duality as well, that uh, he has, um, you know, started off. Uh, you know, very intelligent and, uh, you know, uh, psychology is just no joke. And for uh, lots of various different reasons, depending on uh, which origin story you're looking at, uh, you know, he goes off the deep end and uh, gets uh, more twisted as it, as it goes along. Um, so uh, we get to see that as well. Uh, he often puts on masks uh, to uh, bring about fear, uh, similar to how Batman puts on a mask to mm. uh, to bring out the fear in those that are committing crimes. Um, and he has a uh, more humble beginning, such as you know uh, the professor of psychology and uh, versus uh, Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. um, some of the things that we um, uh, would have seen him in, uh, or, uh, the DC animated universe, uh, which was, uh, Henry Pollock, the second and Jeffrey Combs did the voice for that. Uh, Dino Andrade and John Noble did the voice for him in the Backham, uh, Batman Arkham series. Uh, another one that I thought was pretty cool, uh, was in the video game Injustice 2, he was voiced by Robert England, the very own Freddy Krueger. Uh, <laughs> and in the uh, Harley Quinn series, he's voiced by uh, Raul uh, Coley. Uh, in live action, uh, he was uh, portrayed by Cillian Murphy in the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, he was uh, portrayed by... Uh, two people, uh, Charlie Tahan and Dave, David W. Thompson in Gotham. Uh, and then uh, in the third season of Titans, uh, you had uh, Vincent uh, Carthizer uh, doing the role. Um, so, yeah, a really interesting character. Uh, another older one. Um, and uh, it's another aspect of Batman that we get that's shown up in the villain as well. That's, mm -hmm. uh, that's my number two. What do you guys think of Scarecrow as a villain? He's awesome. You know, for me again, the first time I saw him was in Batman begins. And I remember going, okay, he's wicked. He's awesome. And he's freaky. And of course, when his face turned into a, a Satan spawn, 
Um, I'll say it that way. Um, it, I was like, ah! like, like the scarecrow really embodied that that uh, the actor really embodied that character, and they really did really well. At least I felt so. Um, and I thought he was really awesome. And again, doing research on him in the past week, preparing for our poll, I remember going, okay, that I love the fact that he was based off of Sleepy Hollow. I loved the fact that um, I liked him and I loved to, I would love to see more of him. Um, maybe in the future, I would, I'd like to see what they could really do with his character. Yeah. 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 yeah I really liked his, his, uh, iteration in Batman Begins as well. Um, I'm not going to mention the video games anymore because that's just a <laughs> common... I mean, that's you're just... Yeah, that's just a gimme. If, <laughs> if the character shows up in the Arkham series, I'm probably going to like it. And I did. Uh, he, I mean, he was... Okay, I guess I am going to talk about it. Uh, so, <laughs> the, the, sh the, uh, the game uh, Arkham Knight... Um, he uh, plays a very big part of that because he is—he's kind of the the villain that kicks everything off for that game, uh, as he's you know he's threatening to spread his fear gas all over Gotham and turn it into a, a crazy town. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's a great he's a great villain, um, man. Uh, DJ said it all. Um, he he probably would have been one of my three had had uh, DJ not picked him. But uh, yeah, he's he's great. Awesome guy, Steve. What's yours? All right, I've got two more left. So who am I gonna go with? I'm gonna go with the one that I traded for. Let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, this guy. This guy right here, me. Okay. No. Uh, I'm going to talk about Riddler. That's what he showed. See? His jacket. Yes. 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 Riddler. Yeah. Uh, he guy. was uh, first appeared in Detective Comics number 140 in October of 1948. He was created by Bill Finger and Dick Sprang. And over the years has been known uh, his alter ego by either the name Edward Nigma or Edward Nashton. Mm -hmm. um, so he is, of course, a criminal in Gotham City and he is obsessed with Riddles and puzzles, <laughs> yes. and just kind of being uh, not only the intellectual superior of Batman, uh, but also just a big giant pain in Batman's backside. <laughs> um, he was portrayed in. The TV series, uh, the 1960s TV series by a couple of guys, uh, Frank Gorshin and John Aston. He was in the horrible movie Batman Forever um, in 1995, portrayed by Jim Carrey. Um, yeah, didn't uh, didn't like that iteration. Um, he was portrayed in the 
2014. Eh, I don't remember. He was in the TV series Gotham, uh, played by the actor Corey Michael Smith. Um, I actually liked this character in Gotham. I, I like how they did him. Um, and then, of course, he was portrayed most recently in this year's The Batman film by Paul Dano, who, by the way, uh, is in the process of writing uh, a comic book called Riddler Year One, uh, which Interesting. I'm very much looking forward to. Mm-hmm. So um, Riddler, he is a genius, loves to wear green, um, is um, the subject of a lot of, uh, if you don't finish the Riddler quests in the Arkham games, you are never going to hit 100%. Uh, and some of those are very, very hard to finish. Um a lot of them are just, you know, standard puzzles, but some of them are just pretty much uh, nearly impossible to do. But uh, yeah, Joker's been around for for a while um, since '48, and uh, Riddler. <laughs> yeah, Riddler. <laughs> and 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 he's basically the uh, basically the you know the main uh, outside the Batman, of course, uh, the main character of the newest movie. So there you have it, the Riddler. What do you guys think? I can go up and okay. down. Okay, so I have to, I've been talking about this. We have talked about this. Okay, and I'm gonna show. Even though it says Joker, this whole set is puzzles. All puzzles. Riddles. Puzzles. And of course they feature this dude, the Riddler. And I I really do believe one, I do like him in this comic book series, the Joker, a puzzle book box sorry puzzle box series um i do like him in that one i really love him in this new one uh the riddler in the batman movie i personally like it because he felt like he was an everyday uh again somebody you would cross and you wouldn't know that he's like up in his apartment doing what he was doing you know or um like kind of like the unabomber like he was the mastermind but you didn't know it um and I feel like eventually, I think his character is really going to grow. I really believe we're going to get a sequel. And I think eventually we're going to see him again. And I think he he might even have donned the famous suit. I think he might become a little more sophisticated. Of course, I originally saw him in the 1960s, although I was not born in the 60s. Um, I can remember as a child seeing those reruns. And, uh, you know, it was very campy. But I liked him, the campier version, in comparison to Jim Carrey. Uh, again, to, that was too... I don't know. No, that was awful. Um, so I guess this new, the, this newest version is my favorite. And again, right now, uh, in the Joker, a puzzle box series, I like him in it. So I, I really do like the Riddler. And I'm curious if anybody had thoughts in the chat, you know, in regards to the Riddler. Um, and I, I hope we get more of him. I really do. I hope we get more of him, and I think we will, uh, because I don't think he's gone yet. I really. I, I think I kind of know. I don't want to say what happens in that in this comic book series, but I think that's what's going to happen to him. So, um, but yeah, Steve, anybody in the comments or 
Any thoughts? On um, that? no. Right now in the chat room, they're all talking about getting drunk. So I'm not oh, sure. Great. I, mean, I thought we were the only ones that went off on rabbit trails. So the chat room does too. One of these days, I'm going to show up in rabbit ears. I'm just warning y'all. There you go. Not like that. You know, rabbit ears. <laughs> no, I got, I got what you said. <laughs> like not like that, but you know. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Let's let's uh, let's go. Let's let's move along. You've got you've got one more to talk about. Uh, yes. DJ, do you have any final thoughts on Riddler before I we move on? Um. Uh, up and down character for me. Um, mostly mostly downs, except for this uh, last uh, version of him. I thought was really good. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah. Okay. Blake has said in the chat, "I feel like the only one who likes Batman forever." Aw, Blake. Hey, Blake, you're so. allowed. Blake, you're allowed to like what you like. We are going to love you no matter what. Here. We you are allowed to like it. We're not going to. Really going off on a rabbit trail. Are we going to see Nicole after dark at ScarifCon? Uh, okay, hold up, side side bunny trail, real quick. One, I promise, uh -oh. only two seconds. We were actually talking about Scarif after dark last year at ScarifCon before it ever became a thing in in the pods. We were already on it. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> okay, so going off onto the next venture, I'm going back to my right back to my favorite. So I'm going to show you my favorite villain, favorite villain, almost like across the board, even next to Vader. Did I say that? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I did, and that is the Joker. Okay. Um, so back when I first began reading the comics, the first one of the first comic books that I actually started reading was this one that's not that long ago and it was actually a series with Batman and Catwoman where they got married and of course this one was called uh the best man and it had of course Joker um but recently again talking about Joker puzzle box I've really been loving this current comic book series with him uh Joker uh premiered April 25th in 1940 he was also known as the Red Hood he was first also in Batman number one again Created by the iconic Bill Finger, Bill Kane, and Jerry Robinson. Um, we know he's a psychopath, right? He has no superpowers, but yet he is one of the villains that he... I know why I love him, okay? He's actually truly villainous, right? So while I can like look at Poison Ivy and go, ah, oh, they could have made her a superhero. While I can look at Holly Quinn and go, oh, she could have avenged herself. Minus the Joker movie, which I actually really loved, and I will get there. Um, I really like that they left Joker as Joker. They left him as a pure villain, minus again in the movie that we kind of got the backside to him. But he really is always like that um of course in the the 1950s they made him more of like a goofy prankster so that's what we kind of get in the adam west series you know with caesar romero which he is awesome uh iconic in himself um and of course in the 1950s they also did that because of the comics code of authority so they made him more campy and you know more goofy 
um, which I personally like, you know, uh, you know, that little shenanigator in him myself. Um, of course, he's also an expert chemist and things. So I think there's some like really amazing things about the Joker, which makes me like him or love to hate him um, as well. Of course, he's uh, been betrayed by, I'm just going to name just a few. Uh, personally, my favorites. Uh, sorry, mentioned Cesar Romero. Uh, he was betrayed by Jack Nicholson. Keith Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix. There is one other one, of course, before that, you know, <clears throat> Jared Little. We won't talk about him at this moment. Um, and of course, uh, Barry, we I don't have to talk about him. We're not going to talk about him. <laughs> We're not. You know what? I feel like each actor brought something to the table with the Joker, but that one, it's not that I hated him. It's not. It's not that. Okay. <laughs> Not that it's it's that I didn't I feel like there could have been more anyways um but with the Joker there's something about him it's like they they did it and they didn't apologize for it right like well again Harley Quinn could have could have avenged herself or um Poison Ivy really could have been wrote as a superhero Joker wasn't that way until we got the recent movie just the Joker which I absolutely loved the Joker movie um personally that I loved it uh, because I think we, it talks about mental health and that is important to me uh, in regards to awareness and things. Um, Joker is just amazing. You know, he fun to love and fun to hate and just, just all these are wonderful, wonderful things. So I'm just going to open up to the floor. Cause I know that we have Joker voice, of course, in the, in the chat. And, and I know that we have people in, in the chat room that also love him as well as you guys. So I want to talk about the Joker just for a few minutes, you know, because he is, he is my favorite villain. Okay. I, I do need to clear something up. Uh, uh -oh. I, I hope Joker voice does realize that I was kidding in the chat. There was uh -oh. some back and forth going on here where I said, worst Batman villain ever. And then I followed up by so overrated. I'm kidding. <laughs> Boom. Like, can we just do like the little, little, the little, you know, thing that comes down with the flag that says, Boom. Boop, boop. Just kidding. Yes. So yes. I, yeah. I lost another 50 points. What'd you uh, do now? Well, I, I guess I lost a hundred cool points. Cause I said, he's not a pal. He, he's not Palpatine. He's no Palpatine. Um, yeah. He's I, I, I lost. Uh, I lost another fifty because I did not like the Joker movie. Huh? It's, will... a, it's a complete huh. ripoff of another it... movie that was done years before that had nothing to do with the Joker. I, I personally love it. Okay. Explain. So. Oh, now I can't remember the name of the movie. I had it on the tip of my tongue and I, I lost it. So Robert De Niro played in a movie v it, with the exact same plot. Exact same Robert De Niro's plot. movie with the Joker. He. Uh, now I'll have to look it up. I personally loved it because it really kept me on the edge of my seat. It was scary. It was suspenseful. Um, it kind of gave us 
it really got us into his psyche, right? And we got to kind of go also into his heart, right? So we got to kind of have our heartstrings pulled with, uh, of course, learning about his um, his mental health issues and also talking about society, man. We suck in society when we're putting people down or when uh, when we know that we need these programs and pe government's closing them down, but yet doing other stuff with, you know, with our with what money that could be used for that. You know, so I actually really liked the Joker movie for a lot of different reasons. Loved Joaquin Phoenix in it. I just really felt like his friend uh, Heath Ledger was putting his hands on him and going, I'm going to guide you, man. You know, because they were actually friends in real life. Uh, with that being said, though, Heath Ledger is, of course, my one of my other favorites. He is definitely tied up there. He's amazing in the dark night. And he uh, just brought it. So... Um, he, he yeah, was, we about to like throw down. Are we about to have to get some get get in the boxing ring? <laughs> it, it was it, it was called the King of Comedy, and it starred Robert De Niro. And uh, basically, uh, it was a wannabe comedian who will do anything to get what what they want, uh, or to get you know there's the moment in the spotlight. And he work. He does it by kidnapping his favorite talk show host. Sound familiar? Exactly. Mm. And maybe, it's just. Maybe. I mean, it's it, it was a completely. The, all they did was remake the movie, change a couple of scenes in there, add a couple of spooky or not spooky, but challenging moments with mental health issues of it, which were done well. But it's like. I don't want to see another retelling of King of Comedy. Write, a, write an original story. I would anybody would pay to go see it. I just—I'll uh, be honest. I, I've never seen King of Comedy, and it was, I, it was a good I, movie. So I would have to see it in order to have a fair weigh-in on on that in comparison. Um, but of course, you know, for me, I, I, I really did. I really did like it, you know, and that's again, because I've never seen this particular movie you're talking about. Um, and of course, I want to make a special note that we also had the voice of Mark Hamill also, of course, as uh, the Joker. Um, and of course, he did a fam fantastic job uh, in The Killing Joke, which is, of course, currently on Netflix, if you want to check it out. <laughs> um, which is, of course, another Star Wars, you know, to tie in the Star Wars tie in there. So want to throw that out yeah so i mean and that's i i just did i didn't like that version of the movie just because i'd already seen it before you know but i want it and i, I, like I, I know it. i know well i know but uh you know joker voice is giving me grief now stop it because i because <laughs> uh, i didn't like that i didn't like the movie just because <laughs> you know that's the reasons why i didn't like the movie so. You know what we need right now? I wish we were both animated and I wish like we had like the fun little little flags pulling out and little, you know, boxing ring and bah, bah, bah. Anyway. Man. And and of course Steve's going to be our referee, but we get away with everything. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, Mark Hamill Mark Hamill was great as yes. Joker. Heath Ledger was great as Joker. Mm -hmm. Um, Joker in the video games was great. Um, again, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to a, a, well, actually, I don't know if I've come 
talked about it tonight. I think I did in the chat. Uh, there's a uh, a series called uh, Batman White Knight. Uh -huh. um, and so there's there's two of them. There's uh, oh geez, now I gotta look this up. There's Batman White Knight, uh, and then there's a sequel, and then another one coming out soon. I'm trying to remember what the second one is. Uh, no, 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 no. Curse of the White Knight is the second one, and then um, there's another one coming out later this year. Actually, I think it might be coming out next month uh called beyond the white knight um but the first one white knight um is a story about uh the joker getting cured cured okay. and um it's a really good story uh so i you know you should really check I'll that check out, out. Um, check it out of course i just um but but yeah, like the whole series is great. But yeah, that's it's an interesting take on the character of, uh, in this case, Jack Napier, uh, and his. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but um, yeah, he um, he's a very interesting character in that series. Uh, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. He's you. you he, he comes out as, as being cured, but is he? Um, no, anyway. That's the Joker. Uh, but yeah, Joker's, Joker's once, great. Um, once he goes and once he goes, I love it. Because, again, I don't I wanted them to leave a villain a villain and go with it. Do you know what I mean? He is definitely, um, he is definitely a, a villain. Uh, he, he, he does what he does not for money, uh, not for revenge. Uh, just because he is, uh, he's a villain. He just wants to see the whole world burn. Burn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay, DJ. I still love you. <laughs> All right. Um, we are, we are running at about two hours now. So yeah. let's, let's, uh, let's see if we can let's move things along. Who is your last one, DJ? Uh, my last one was, um, Two-Face, also known as Harvey Dent, uh, first appeared uh, in Detective Comics number 66 in August of 1942, also created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Um, two go, are go, go figure, yep. Right. Uh, so, um, you know, Harvey Dent is uh, scarred on his left side uh, after an incident with Sal Maroney, uh, throwing acid at him. Uh, he becomes with uh, obsessed with the uh, number uh, with numbers uh, and specifically the number two. Um, he has a uh, two headed coin, uh, one that is marred and one that is uh, is good. Um, uh, there's been different versions of him with uh, whether he's been uh, friends with James Gordon or whether he's been uh, friends with Bruce Wayne. Uh, he really has no superpowers to speak of, other than he is proficient in marksmanship and in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Um, uh, he's been portrayed by uh, Billy D. Williams in uh, Batman, 1989. 
uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Batman Forever, uh, Aaron Eckhart in The Dark Knight, um, Nicholas de, de uh, Agosto, uh, which is he was in Gotham, uh, Richard Mull, uh, who played Bull from Night Court, uh, uh, uh provided the voice, uh, in animation, and Troy Baker, uh, the incomparable Troy Baker uh, voiced him in uh, several video games. Um, and to follow up with the duality of the character, it doesn't get much more dual than Two-Face. So promising young DA uh, versus uh, criminal. So, um, yeah, there we have it. Uh, there is... Um, there, there is Two Face. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I like Two Face. I, I liked him in. Uh, uh, oh, geez, which one was he in? Dark, uh, Dark Knight. He was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was fantastic. Um, yeah, really, really good. Uh, classic criminal uh, villain for for Batman. And I thought Billy D. Williams did a really good job too. For I mean, for an '80s version or late '80s, '90s, there, you know. Yeah. But I, if I had to pick, I, I really did love the newest portrayal. But even though that's not really new anymore, but Harvey Dent is yeah. a pretty cool character um, where a good guy goes bad, and I, mm -hmm. you know, I like it, and I'm here for it. So. As an actor, I like Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, that's, I he does did play not him. like his. I did not like his portrayal uh, as, as Two Face. As you can tell, I like remembered him last. Like I was like, oh, that's right, because he wasn't. He just wasn't. Like I think he would have made a good Harvey Dent slash Two Face because mm -hmm. he's that good an actor, but. The writing in that was just so bad, and the character development in that movie was so bad that they just ruined them. Had so much potential, and and it was it was awful. Um, but uh, Blake would like to point out that as much as we hate the movie, the costumes for Riddler and Two Face were well done. I will give them that. Costumes were good. Uh, I'll also give him that uh, Batman Forever was not the worst Batman movie. That is true. Yeah, because there's always Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin was, was much worse. Yeah. Um, well, should yeah, we? Uh, well, Blake made another good point. He wishes Harvey Dent had more time to develop into Two-Face in the right. Dark Knight trilogy, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. Absolutely. I really think that uh, he could have stuck around for a third movie mm -hmm. um, had they not like rushed him. Like his, that whole character, I, I loved the portrayal. Mm -hmm. I loved the writing for it. I just felt that he was rushed. Right. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to finish up with yeah. the last one. I have picked... As my last choice, the man that broke the bat. <laughs> we are talking about Bane. Bane. 
Bane versus oh, Go ahead. <laughs> I said not Cad Bane either. <laughs> no, not that. Not that. Bad. Uh, created by Chuck Dixon, Doug Munch, and Graham Nolan. He first appeared in Batman Vengeance of Bane in January 1993. Now, interesting enough, when they created the character, he was meant, uh, they were creating him specifically for the Nightfall storyline, but they wanted to get an or kind of an origin story out uh, first. Um, so, Bane was of Hispanic descent. Uh, he grew up in um, on an island. I think it was an island. Oh gosh, can't believe I can't remember if this was an island. Uh, pretty sure it was an island uh, called Santa Prisca. Okay. Um, he is the son of another kind of your Batman villain called uh, King Snake, uh, who was a revolutionary. And he escaped justice and in Santa Prisca uh, because he escaped. His son was forced to serve out his sentence. So basically he spent uh, a large part of his life uh, in prison in Santa Prisca. And um, he became part of some uh, the Venom experiment, experiments. Um, and... He, okay, hold that thought. Uh, Joker voice, I was going to use him, but I decided to go with Bane instead. Uh, he was saying that we should have went with Mr. Freeze. But, yeah, I, I decided to go Bane over Mr. Freeze. Um, we only have so much time. Yeah, we <laughs> we can so He took part in the Venom experiments, and he was actually the only survivor of those experiments. Uh, and so these, you know, this venom, of course, made him uh, very large and had superhuman strength. Um, and um, so in the Nightfall storyline, he shows up and basically lets all of the inmates of Arkham Asylum go free and uh, chaos ensues in Gotham and then it become, you know, he, he uh, uh, shows up at Batman slash Bruce Wayne's uh, door, so to speak. And they fight and he basically nearly beats Batman to death. Instead, just breaks his back. Uh, so that's why I called him the man who broke the bat. Uh, so, um... He was portrayed <clears throat> horribly in the 1997 film Batman and Robin uh, by Robert Swenson. <coughs> and then, of course, Tom Hardy played him uh, in The Dark Knight Rises. Um, yeah, what do you guys think of Bane? Um, interesting character. Um, again, uh, hated the appearance, uh, and the mistreatment that it was in Batman and Robin. Uh, we should just never speak of that movie again. Um, 
but uh yeah uh i i liked most of tom hardy's uh version of him um not all uh but a, a very interesting character uh, i like him a whole lot better in the comics than i do uh in live action yeah no um I would agree. I mean, he, I thought that he did uh, a pretty good job uh, as Bane, but uh, there were some flaws with, uh, with that, the writing of that character as well. As far as what Christopher Nolan was trying to do with a more realistic uh, version of Gotham and Batman and all the events, I, I think he did pretty well. I just think they got, uh, they got some things wrong with, uh, like nitpicky things, you know, just like, um, Bane is not, um, Middle Eastern. He's, he's Hispanic. Uh, so I, I thought that was, that was a little weird that he, they, they went that route. Um, yeah. Um, Nicole, what what do you what do you think of uh, of um, Bane? Of Bane, I mean, he's a really cool character. He is. He's a really good character. Um, I don't know as much as I think about him as I know about like the others, you know. So, so yeah. Sorry, I've got squiggly cats oh. and cats that were knocking on my door. So, so Joker Voice said that. Um, Nobody ever got him correct in any film adaptation. I'm going to hear your point. Never got him 100% correct. Uh, and he goes on to say, uh, if Nolan wanted to stay grounded, he never should have gone with Bane as a villain. Um, I, I can go there too, because no, there's no way you can do Bane and uh, correctly uh, and be 100% accurate. There's yeah. just no way. Um, he he is one of the few um, that of Batman's villains that could that has, for lack of a better term, superpowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there aren't aren't that many. Most of them are. Um, villains. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just criminals, you know, like like Penguin, and you know, they're just criminals, but. Um, yeah, I think um, <laughs> despite all that, despite all that in Dark Knight Rises, uh, for what they were going for and what they did, um, I, I did like Tom Hardy as Bane. Um, I just, yeah, I, I think if they Sweet. would have written him more accurately, Tom Hardy would have done a pretty good job. Uh, anyway, um I think that is it. We have, uh, man, we have really been talking on the storm tonight, haven't we? Yep. And DJ looks like he's about to go take a take a nap. <laughs> he wants to go to, okay. to, go so, to bed. <laughs> let's talk about our polls. Um, so I actually meant to do this. I, was, I did two separate polls, uh, and then I actually meant to go back and take the winners of those two polls and put them up against each other. 
Uh, but I forgot to. So we're just going to talk about all of them. Um, so the first one I popped up was uh, favorite Batman villains. The four options were now I went with more, uh, let's say, relatively unknown, unknown or a little bit more obscure than the, the main uh, villains that we've talked about. Um, so the four that we chose on the first one was Man Bat, Mad Hatter, Scarecrow, which we did talk about tonight. Uh, and Victor Zaz. So, on Twitter, the winner of that poll was Scarecrow by 70, almost 73%. Uh, and on Instagram, I did these polls on Instagram as well, because thanks to Lunar Girl, I figured out how to do polls on Instagram. Um, Scarecrow also won on that one with 56%. Um, very I sad only, that Victor, Victor Zaz got 0% on Instagram. That's that's sad. Oh, well. Um, okay. And then moving on to the next one, the four options were Black Mask, Clayface, Firefly, and Mr. Thomas Elliott himself, Hush. <laughs> on Twitter, it, it was actually kind of close on Twitter, uh, but winning with 40, let's all call it 45% of the vote, uh, Hush was the winner of that one. Hey, you yes. won, DJ. Do you get a prize? I, I you love get bragging rights. <laughs> However, on Instagram, it was not nearly as close. Uh, and by 44%, the winner was Black Mask. So Hush won on Twitter, but not on Instagram. Um, all right. I can see DJ there is about to fall asleep. Um, um, I'm awake. We are, uh, we are good. We had, this was our discussion of Batman's rogues gallery. Um, yep. Of course, next week, we're going to be talking about the sporting cast. Um, we might have, fun in the works too with this but we're still working out the kinks hopefully yeah, yeah. um it's gonna be interesting next week is gonna be interesting um so make sure you come back for that one and thanks everybody in the chat room for coming and hanging out and uh putting up with our nonsense yes thank and, you and uh thank you everybody who has subscribed to our youtube and uh also another extra special thanks to our patrons and uh, again, hope to uh, see you guys here next week. Any uh, parting thoughts, uh, DJ and uh, Nicole? Go enjoy some Batman. Yes. No, I, I appreciate everyone for tuning in. And for those who are going to be listening to this later, thank you again for tuning in to Rogue One Radio. Uh, and of course, I have two awesome co-hosts that put up with me and all my nonsense. So thank you always to Steve and DJ. To those really cool cats. <laughs> all right um so go watch the batman again or for the first time if you haven't yet and if you haven't you need to you. um and yeah go read some batman comics and stuff and uh see you next week